Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. My beloved listeners, I pray to the Almighty that all of you around the world are well and safe. And to your children who have started school, may this academic year and every year thereafter be filled with success. May you be a blessing and a light to everyone that knows you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase you in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And to every teacher out there, whether you are in a maktab or you are in a formal school, may the Almighty reward you in abundance for loving and caring for somebody else's child as if he or she was your own. So today we are talking to Hawa Bibi Munshi. A phenomenal lady, a woman who leads her high school with love, with commitment, with passion. She says her school is a world-class school of excellence. And after you hear about the metric results, after you hear about all the projects they are involved in, and after you hear what her vision is, you will understand why I'm saying this. Before I even start the show, I just need to share this with our beloved listeners. That when I was in grade one, many moons ago, my grade one teacher's name was Rukhaya Bibi Munshi. And she was Hava Munshi's mother. And today, subhanAllah, I am getting to interview Hava Bibi Munshi, a phenomenal woman making a difference. And the topic for today's show is a high school principal's wish list. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. and welcome to Youth Talk. Finally, I get you on air with me. Finally. Wa alaikum salam, Aisha, and Jazakallah for the opportunity to feature on Youth Talk. And assalamu alaikum to all the listeners. Wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi Now, how I remember, we have global listenership, subhanAllah. So, obviously, what we're talking about, every principal around the world can identify with. Every teacher around the world can identify with. Obviously, parents and obviously, adolescents. So, my dear sister, you survived eight school days of the new academic year already. If you could briefly share with us the hiccups that high schools face during these few days that the public do not know about. I think for us starting out this year, the, uh, the biggest challenge was the delay in the release of the metric results. Normally we get it a week before we open and so we have more focus about what we want to do and what our vision for the year is. So this put mm. us back a little. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, we got our uh, results came out yesterday and as a school, we're very pleased with the way we performed. But I think one of the other challenges that parents experience and maybe in Gauteng um, would be admissions. So, you know, parents that haven't applied for their children for grade 8 and are still looking for space. I think that, that up is a major challenge. Lots of parents still coming in and looking for space. As a high school, one of the issues we deal with is uh, parents, you know, learners choose their subjects in grade 10 and parents come back at the beginning of the next year and say, you know, I don't think this is the subject I want my child to do. I want my child to move from one class to the other. So that creates challenges for us also. A lot of our work is done the previous year. So when we closed at the end of 2022, we had everything in place for 2023. Our timetables, our class lists and that. And when parents come in and say, you know, I want my child to move, it, uh, it, it interferes obviously with the operational uh, uh, systems at the school and it creates challenges for us. But you know, uh, having said that, I must say we overcome it and uh, we're in the groove and we're ready for work for 2023. 
That is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Well done. And mashallah to you and to your team and to your students and to their parents and all stakeholders. And, you know, the other thing that, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned all of this so our listeners can understand that especially the class of 22, uh, 2022 had to, you know, um, basically before coming into grade 12, complete curriculum fully for grade 10 for grade 11 and grade 12. And they were really, really, really at a disadvantage, um, obviously because of circumstances beyond anybody's control. So can you imagine the pressure on them last year, this time coming into matric to think, we've missed out on so many school days and now I'm in grade 12. What is going to happen? I mean, did anyone actually sit and think what was going through the minds of these young children when they entered uh, matric, you know, January last year? You know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a difficult journey and COVID obviously impacted that even more. But you know, under normal circumstances, it's stressful because there's so much of pressure on a, a learner that's sitting in grade 12. You know, unfortunately, how you perform in grade 12 is going to determine the course of your your your. your your future in terms of university and that. So that's why there's so much of pressure. But having said that, you know, we realized that the, the, the learners coming into grade 12 might be disadvantaged. So what we did was for the class of 2022, in 2021, when they were in grade 11 and other schools weren't doing this, we brought the full lot back. I think it was around about August or September. So we brought the 40 learners back. We took the bigger classes so we could have that one meter, you know, social distancing between the learners. But we realized we needed to get them back in class. But there's a lot of support that we provide as a school so you know emotionally there's support that's given to the learners we've got the Islamic care line that comes in in the week and uh, the mm. learners need counseling they get that kind of support where motivational speakers come and talk to them um, they're under pressure because you know let me tell you that the school day for the learners if you're doing physical science at uh, Laneysha secondary your school day starts at seven o'clock because you do physical science first thing in the morning then you go into your normal classes and then at the end of the school day when you know the grade 8 to 10 is dismissed we have a 10th period for the grade 11 and grade oh. 12 learners and so uh, that full, is full on day it's a full day. You know, they finish only at about five past three. By the time they get home, it's half past three. So it's a full day. But, you know, the, the, the idea behind the 10th period also was that if we, we introduced the 10th period for them, they'd finish the curriculum earlier and then teachers would have more time to do past papers with them. Because being taught the content in class is one thing, but being able to assess whether you know the content that you've learned is something else. And so past papers are so important to the whole exercise of sitting for the matric exam. Absolutely. You know, how I, we, we want to learn more about the secrets of your school success, but we're going to continue with this very, very important discussion after the ad break. Don't go away. Uh, my apologies, my beloved listeners. Load shedding, please leave South Africa. Yes, <laughs> the challenges we face. Uh, you know, Maaf to my beloved Amkir Tawa Munshi. She is the principal of Laneja Secondary School. And our topic for today is a high school principal's wish list for 2023. Now, Hava, like I said, apologies, load shedding. Yeah. Anyway, could you please continue sharing with our listeners, you know, the, um, a little bit about your secret for success? Um, because obviously your school being a public school with limited resources, um, you know, trying to do your best with, you know, the load shedding, with COVID backlog, with all the curriculum changes. 
How did you manage to keep parents motivated? How did you, as a leader, manage to, to keep your educators motivated? Because remember, pressure. Unfortunately, when it comes to matric, it's all about the stats. How did you manage to keep it together for your staff and for parents? Vivesha, you know, um, whilst I was talking earlier, it might sound like everything is perfect at Lanesha Secondary and we've got perfect learners and everything just falls into place. It actually doesn't. So there's a lot of hard work that goes in. But I think, you know, for, for me, the starting point is, um, we, you know, the educators. For us, and that's for my staff and I, um, the word impossible is just not in our, in our vocabulary. If you come to us and, you know, you tell us where, you know, our grade 11s had maybe a 50% pass rate, we're not going to look at the 50% and say, well, we're not going to get them to pass. For us, we look at it. How are we going to get these this, these learners, or 50% of the learners that have failed to pass at the end of the year to get them to 100%? The word impossible just is not in our vocabulary. We have a passion for what we do. We love what we do. We believe we make a difference. Um, every day when we come to school, we're touching lives and we're making a difference. It's important we believe in the vision of the school. The vision is to be a world-class school. And to, if you internalize that and just simplify it, it's about being the best in lens, the best in the circuit and the best in the district and obviously expanding it from there. So when we come to school every day, we know we want to be the best in lens. And to be the best in lens, what are the things that we need to do? We believe in excellence. So if we're going to do anything, we want to do it well. If you're going to embark on any project, do it well. Uh, and we're part of this family of lens. High. And that's for the educators. But we need our parents to buy into this also. So the strategy is at the beginning of each year, we call parents meetings and we invite all parents for all the grades. So we meet with the grade 8 parents, 9, 10, 11, and then we meet with the grade 12 parents. And what, it, what I'm telling you now is they must have a passion for, 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 for the school. They must yeah. believe in the vision of the school. They must believe that uh, we're making a difference, but that they have a part to play. Because what happens at school depends on what happens at home. And so it's an alliance. We need to work together. And if parents work with us, the sky is the limit. So, you know, we get them to buy into the culture and the ethos of the school. And I think if we're all on the same page, the sky is the limit. Absolutely. Now, I just have to mention this. Like I said, when I started the show today, my grade one teacher, and I didn't go to a preschool. My grade one teacher was your late mom, Rukaya Bibi Munshi. May Allah grant her genital for those. And, you know, I, I did my high school at Lanesha Secondary, and I matriculated in 1993. So I'm a product of Lanes High. And I'm blessed for that, that, you know, the legacy left by the late um, Mr. Lorget who was obviously a principal there for many, many years, is also my neighbor, and several other people, um, alhamdulillah, is still, is still there. And, and you know, um, what makes me so proud is that when people talk about schools, and unfortunately, sometimes there's an opinion of, of many that private schools are better, government schools are not for us, but they don't realize that at the end of the day, I mean, how are you are formerly, you know, a, a former educator, obviously a principal now, whether it's public, whether it's government, uh, same thing, whether it's private, whether it's homeschooling, the vision is the same. The child's success holistically is a feather in the cap for everybody. I mean, Absolutely. a teacher is the only other person after a child's parents 
who wants to see your child be successful and develop because that child is now your child. You are the parent in absentia. And sometimes, you know, there's notion of the teacher and the home, them and us. It's not them and us. We're on the same team. You know, I used to always say this as a former teacher, um, you know, at parent meetings. I used to say we are tri uh, you know, a tri-party alliance. Me, you, and your child. And if one of the three of us falls, all three of us fall. We are all in this together. You know, that's what we share with parents also. We can't do it on our own. You know, I always tell parents, your children don't come home with me. And so they go home, they come home to you. And so if you and we and the school and the learners, if we are all on the same page, um, these learners have to succeed. There's just, there's just no way they can't succeed because you're doing what you're supposed to do at home because we have expectations of parents at home. Yes. We want them to do certain things. Uh, you, parents have expectations of us at school and we want to deliver on that mandate that they have of us. But if we all work together and we all know what our roles are, the, the learners just have to be successful. And at the end of the day, in their success lies all of our success. Most definitely. Now, another very tricky question. You know, when it comes to, to, to the marks now, because sometimes people, you know, may feel that I didn't pass. So, you know, your ch children may feel that way, or parents may feel like I failed this child. And at the end of the day, Life happens. Sometimes, you, you know, your child may have just had a very bad year. Maybe your child wasn't as motivated as before. It really isn't the end of the world. You know, you, there's always a second chance. So what would you like to say to children around South Africa who may have not received the marks that they were, um, you know, aiming to achieve or some of them that m did not pass? What would you like to say to them first and then to their parents? You know, uh, it's so important in, uh, that parents and learners understand that failure, if you fail the subject, it's not the end of the world. Our learner performs in grade 12, uh, and, and though it's the measure that is used for learners to go to university, um, how they perform in grade 12 is no measure for how successful they're going to be in life. So you can fail one subject, you can fail the entire exam, but that doesn't mean that when you're 30 years old or 40 years old, you're not going to be successful. They need to take this, this challenge that they have and they need to turn it into an opportunity. And how do they do that? Look at your results and say, you know, what subjects am I going to write over again? Or do I need to write all my subjects over again? I'm going to take this challenge. I'm turning it into an opportunity. Sometimes your journey is just not straightforward. You know, there's so many ways you can get to your destination. You can take the straight path. You can take a detour. That you get there is important, and I think learners need to understand that it's okay if you didn't get the marks that you, you, you wanted. It's okay if you didn't pass this exam. There are other opportunities. If they just look on the flip side of the metric certificate, it will tell them exactly how to apply for a remark, where to go to, because the department is offering uh, a second chance for learners to write the grade 12 exam. They can write it in May. They can write it at the end of the year. Um, they can write it in different sittings, and at the end, you take all your results and you can compile it in one certificate with Uma Lucy. So there's a lot that these learners can do. They just mustn't give up. And if they do not get a university entrance as, as, as well, that is not the end of the world. Not everybody in the world has to have a degree. I mean, there's other qualifications out there. Entrepreneurship is the way to go. Um, artisans, to become an artisan is the way to go. So it's a matter of finding your talent, finding your purpose, finding your passion and nurturing it to make it a job. You know, they say if you, if you do something that you love, you will never work another day in your life. Absolutely. You know, um, we, 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 we're so fixated on that the learners have to go to university and they have to study for a degree. 
you know, you can be successful in so many other areas. And I think you've touched on it. You can be an artisan and you can be successful. You can be an entrepreneur and you could be successful. That you are happy in your life is most important. When you get up every morning, you need to ask yourself the question. And I think this will go for the parents also. Am I happy? Do I enjoy what I do? Do I love what I do? Because if you love what you do, you'll do it well. If you don't enjoy what you do, if you aren't passionate about what you do, you're not going to be successful at what you do. And so you want your children to find their passion. You want them to find that thing that's going to ignite that flame in them, that's going to make them thrive in whatever field they want to. And as parents, you need to support them. Becoming a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or a teacher is not the only way to be successful. There are so many other careers out there that learners can follow and they can be happy, they can be successful. And the world is their oyster. They can do anything they want to. They just need to put their minds to it and they need to want it badly enough. Absolutely. Now, I think a very important you know, question I'm going to ask you now. I hate this term. I absolutely hate it. And I want you as a principal and a fellow educator to help me to motivate our listeners out there. High school dropout. We need to get rid of that term because we need to get rid of this problem. What are your thoughts about that? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, for me, it doesn't form part of my vocabulary because there is no such term as high school dropout. Um, if any parent that has a child at Linasia Secondary has come to any of our presentations, it's not even a word that's in a part of the presentations or part of the meetings that we have with parents. There is no such thing as a dropout. If you don't succeed, there are other ways, you know, uh, to succeed. You might not succeed at Linasia Secondary, and you might not have passed at Linasia Secondary. And not only for the four learners that might not have passed at Linasia Secondary, but let's say the learners that obtain diplomas, they now want to do something, but they need to have better marks. You register and you write those subjects again. Look around. There are people that are willing to assist you. Like I said, the department has a second program where, you know, they want learners to write the examinations again. They're providing them with support. There are so many initiatives in the community to, to assist these learners. And success is not measured by going to university. You can't say that, you know, this child is successful because they've been accepted at which university. And mm. this child wasn't accepted, so they're not accepted. Uh, they, 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 they're not there. The other question, and this is something that I always tell people that I know, uh, you know, when you're 40 years old, nobody cares how old you were when you finished matric. Exactly. Nobody ever So if you are 22 when you finish matric, so what? That you get to do what you want to in your life is most important. So we need to get out of that because I can't remember how old I was when I finished matric and nobody has ever asked me that question. So why, do we, why, so, why are we so fixated on it? And also the danger of comparison, you know, especially now for, for maybe, um, you know, the student that was aiming for maybe seven A's or six A's and may have not achieved that. You know, sometimes children can be their own worst enemy because they are so goal-driven, which is a good thing. But sometimes being too goal-driven can also be not a blessing. What do you want to say to those children that I just missed it by 2% and now their child is now, you know, looking down on him or herself and yet, you know, they gave off their best. What would you like to say to that student that's listening in right now? You know, I, the, the explanation I would give you is that how you perform in an examination is a lot to do with what you have studied and how that day went and how the paper was set. So you, what you studied and the paper went well and it was a good day, so you performed well. But, you know, you could have left your home and 
There could have been an altercation that happened on the way to school with somebody that you're, 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 you, know, you didn't have your focus. You come to school and the paper comes and you have issues on your mind or something might have happened at home. And that impacts how you perform in the paper. So it's not, it, it, it doesn't always mean that you didn't know the work. It doesn't always mean that you couldn't answer the questions. If you didn't do it the first time and you want to get that mark, you do it again. There's absolutely nothing wrong in doing things over again. You know, uh, uh, failure is a stepping stone to success. Absolutely. However, unfortunately, there's still this, this very disturbing problem amongst our communities, among South Africa and probably globally, that parents that force children to go into careers that they couldn't. So parents trying to love their dreams through their children. And that is so, so, so unfair in so many ways. What would you like to say to those parents? Okay, so I'm going to start off and I'm going to start with, start off with it at school level. So at school level already, when they've got to choose their courses, parents want them to choose particular courses because they want them to follow career paths that they might have wanted to follow. And mm. learners fail in school a lot of the times because of incorrect subject choices. So that's the first stage that it starts off with. But, you know, I want to tell the learners out there that are listening, you're going to change five careers in your lifetime and you haven't even heard of three of them. So you'll get to university, you'll get in the first year and parents push them and they shouldn't be doing that. You know, uh, um, you, the parents should be, shouldn't be enjoying going to work for the child. The child needs to enjoy going to work. So when they become adults, they need to say, I love doing this. It's not something my mother loved doing or my father loved doing. They need to follow their passion and they must be allowed to do that because I promise you if they're given the op- opportunity, they'll thrive and they'll fly. Absolutely. Um, just to share some quick information with you. So when I was at Hands High, you know, I'm a language person, I'm not a math person. I will say that on international radio, I am not a math and science person. I'm language, I'm creative, I'm a left-hander. So I got accepted for law, by the way, at Butts. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. And life happened where I ended up doing uh, a Montessori course. I ended up doing teaching, uh, preschool Montessori, right? Um, you know, for some reason, you know, my bursary um, funds, well, the funds I was going to be used for my studies got used towards, um, some of it towards my father's ill health. And that was okay because that was my idea of what I thought my life should turn out to be. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, uh-uh. This is what we're going to do. And from Montessori, where I got kind of bored, I got into preschool teaching where I studied for through another you know, organization or institution in South Africa. And after five years of doing that, I was a bit irritated with the nagging. And I completed my teaching qualification um, through correspondence while working. And today, if I look at myself, teaching is one side and there's so many other facets to my talents and personality. So exactly what you're saying right now, what you think you want and what you actually end up doing and you are exactly where you need to be because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted you to be there. Because ultimately, all of us are born with a purpose and a gift. And it's your gift that Allah gave you what you need to share with the world. And Allah's going to question you on that gift. So there we go. It doesn't always go according to your plan, but it definitely goes according to the plan of the Almighty. Definitely. You know, we all have a journey that we need to walk and we all are where we're supposed to be. And so when you fail... It's meant for you to fail. You just don't know why you failed at this point. You'll probably see it later. Uh, There's a purpose for everything. Um, If you want to follow one career path and you don't get into it and you go into something else, then you have a purpose on the other career path. There's something that you're going to do. You're going to be touching people's lives along that journey. So um, 
we all are where we're supposed to be and you're right. Allah has a plan for all of us and we just need to follow that plan. Most definitely. Now, how I'm going to tell you this one, and you can't review it because you know you are under pressure. We obviously have to do a part two because we've been only focusing on the matriculants because there's so much to say. So next week, Saturday, it's a date. But before we get to that point, what is your message to every teacher, every teacher from grade one till grade 12, because every teacher contributed to who their child is? What is your message to all your colleagues, all the educators that are listening in today? When a child passes you know, a trick, what is it for you? From the grade R, but from the grade triple North teacher to now. You know, it's, it's, uh, and my staff will know this because that's what I told them yesterday. I said, you know, it's not just the, the efforts of the grade 12 educators. It's the collective efforts of all the educators that have touched these learners' lives from grade one. The person that taught them how to formulate those words and start putting sentences together and reading those sentences to the person that taught them numbers and taught them how to count. So it's all the educators. So these learners, when they do well, it's just not my glory. It's not just the educators at the Nasia Secondary School. It's these learners need a champion in their journey and every educator was their champion and as educators you know we 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 we, we play such a profound role in these learners lives it's just unbelievable my humble apologies technical issues uh, uh, you know apologies to our beloved listeners mom sister how are you were saying you know, every educator has a part to play in a learner's success because everybody has contributed to the learner's journey to get them to where they at at grade 12. You know, we, as a mathematics teacher, you're teaching them content in grade 12, but they needed to know how to identify a number in grade 1 before they could get to what they're doing in grade 12. So I think a huge thanks, and learners need to know, that a huge thanks go out to every educator that has taught them along their journey because that success is not only your grade 12 educator success, it is every educator that taught you along the road. Um, you know, you came into their class, they identified something special in you. They have a passion for what they do. They taught you what you know. And so gratitude should go out to every educator that taught them. Most definitely. What is your message briefly to the class of 2023? They, they are in matric. They have this pressure. Oh, this year they achieved this. Now this year I have to do this. And there's all these things going through their mind. Plus they're battling with adolescence and peer pressure and all the other things. And they're really trying their best. What is your message to every child that is now in the class of 2023, grade 12? Firstly, the word impossible must be taken out of your vocabulary. The word itself is impossible. It's not impossible. You must have a passion for what you do. You must believe in what you do. You must believe you have a target for the end of the year. You need to set your own target. You need to know what it is, and you need to believe that you can achieve it. And if there are challenges along the way, that's okay. You must use those challenges as an opportunity to learn. And it will make this journey interesting, and it will make what you get at the end meaningful, those results of yours. So accept the challenges that come this year and uh, you know, so that you can feel the exhilaration of victory at the end of the year. Most definitely. Ava, unfortunately, we need to end the show for to this Saturday, but next week Saturday, it's a date because we still need to speak about oh, yeah. every principal's wish list for the rest of the grades of, you know, of learners in their high school. So before I leave, I need to tell you, may the Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and every teacher around the world, whether it's a teacher in a school, whether it's a teacher in a maktab, a teacher. 
May Allah reward you in abundance for doing what you're doing, for empowering our youth, for educating our future generation. May Allah increase all of you in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and grant you and bless you with even better. May Allah grant you even more compassion, more empathy, and more love. Because believe it or not, for many children, the reality is you and your teachers are the only constant. We don't know what is going on at home. We don't know what a child goes through. And when that child comes in your classroom, into your school, you are the child's parent. May Allah reward you for giving these children a place of love, of security, of belief, of confidence, and giving your heart to a child. May Allah reward you in abundance and bless all of you with genital fritos, inshallah. From one teacher to another teacher, you are phenomenal. Teaching is a work of heart. Teaching is a passion. Teaching is a calling. We rise by lifting others. Jazakallah Hawaii to every teacher that is listening in today. You, are, you have been chosen by Allah. You have been chosen by Allah to educate these children. You think that the children that are in your school, in your class, chose your school because they wanted to? No. Allah chose you to be on their path. Never forget that. Jazakallah so much, Bibi Aisha, for the opportunity to chat to to you and to the listeners out there. And uh, I want to wish the class of 2023 all the best. And for all the educators out there, every child needs a champion, an adult that will never give up on them, who understands that the power they have can influence the child's life. Be the person that you needed when you were younger. May Allah reward every teacher in abundance for what you are doing. May Allah increase the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of every child around the world. On behalf of myself, Bibi Aisha Lehe, my sound engineer, Yazdan, and the family of Radio Islam International, we wish you a beautiful week ahead. Please remember us in your duas as you are in ours. Until we speak again, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.